Welcome to the Benson and the Nose Guys program. Our show is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. You can visit them online, townandcountrysolutions.com. Our show highlights the stories and the people of faith. It's not a faith program with sports. Rather, it's a sports program with faith. We have a website, btgprogram.com. You can follow us on Twitter, at btgprogram. Good Saturday morning to everybody. How's those guys doing? Pretty good. I can feel the energy in the room. I'm excited about it. Doing well. I feel awesome. Doing well. So far, I'm leading in our our bracket challenge, so I'm actually doing pretty well. You are. Of course, you know, everything changes. We have a bracket. Um, All the guys and I, we put together a bracket through cbssports.com, which, by the way, I loved how easy that was to put together. But right now, and I won't give points because that changes all the time, but Zach is in the lead. Though Darren has the best possible uh, points available to him if everything goes perfect. But you want to talk about that a little bit? You want to talk about our final fours? Because two of you guys, I thought this was interesting. None of us in the room have Kentucky winning the championship. No one can go perfect. I, I swear it can't, it can't be done, except for John Wooden's teams. Well, we'll find out. I mean, it's um, they're a safe bet, but... Two of you guys have Notre Dame. It's because Shane and I are the smartest ones in this room. Okay. I pick, yeah. I pick, That's one opinion. <laughs> I, I picked Notre Dame simply for the fact that I think Rudy would be happy that I picked Notre no, I Dame. Take, I take back what I said. <laughs> that you guys are the smartest ones in the room? <laughs> it's just me now. <laughs> okay. Darren, Darren, do you know who your final four is? Yeah, I got Notre Dame, Wisconsin, Gonzaga, and Northern Iowa. I, I, that I'm, one's going to bite you. Yeah, I I like picking teams that not a lot of other people will pick. Zach's got Arizona winning the whole thing, and his final four is Kentucky. You and I are the only ones, actually, I think, to have Kentucky in the final four. You've got Kentucky, Arizona, Villanova, and Duke. That seems like a pretty safe final four. Are those all number ones? No, no. I don't think Arizona got the number one seed. Um they're number two, I think. Yeah, I tried to go pretty safe. I I tried to pick a fair share of upsets because every year there's a bunch of upsets. But unfortunately, I didn't pick the UAB upset. So that's already burned me. Shane's also got Duke in the Final Four. He's got Virginia. That That's a nice pick. He's got Notre Dame. And he's got Baylor. That one's going to bite him. Yep. Can't believe they got out so early. I've got, I've got Michigan State winning the whole thing. I got Kentucky, Wisconsin. Michigan State, and, I, and like Darren, I've got Gonzaga in the Final Four. I like Gonzaga a lot. Did you guys see in the news, and perhaps uh, you did, maybe this was of interest to you, maybe it was not of interest to you, there are a growing number of men planning vasectomy surgeries <laughs> around the opening round of the NCAA tournament. Because when you have the procedure, there's a couple of days of rest, <laughs> so they plan these procedures so that they're home on the couch for the opening round of the NCAAs. It's genius. Back in 2012, a Massachusetts clinic was offering free pizzas to any man who came in for a vasectomy during March Madness. Yeah, go ahead. I don't even know what this This is. It's awesome. This is actual March <laughs> Madness. This, this, I don't even... None of us have a clue what to say to any of them. No, that. this is really awkward, <laughs> uncomfortable radio right now. Uh-huh. Similarly, I guess not similarly, that's that's kind of derogatory, but 
a bad year for the New York Knicks. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, uh, do you? <laughs> they Not, all got vasectomies? That would or, explain a lot. Oh, wow. He that went, really he went there. Awkward. <laughs> uh, bad year for the Knicks. Bad year for their coach, Derek Fisher. First year of the Knicks coach. Tough year as it is. But now he has filed for divorce from his wife. The Fishers were married back in 2005. They have two kids together. They also have a child each from a previous marriage. Derek Fisher's filed for divorce. Man, that's just got to be. He's having a bad year. Man, that is a bad year. You are you are suffering through that type of season with the Knicks, and then then your marriage is getting ruined. I wonder if the Knicks ruined that marriage. Hey, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if James Dolan came out and blamed the season on that. Did you guys see the Yankees-Braves game the other night, preseason game? A.J. Brzezinski getting in an argument with Joe West, except the thing is nobody knew he was in an argument with Joe West. So he's calling balls and strikes. He disagreed with a called ball, and he's drawn with the umpire, but he's doing it, and I don't know what he said. But Brzezinski goes down on his crouch for the next pitch. Joe West just walks over to the dugout, doesn't gesture at all to Brzezinski, walks over to the Braves dugout, talks to the manager, Gonzalez, and says, you need a new catcher. This guy's out of the game. <laughs> Brzezinski's sitting there like, wait, what? Uh, threw him out. Threw him out that way. If and you're not showing him up, why are you throwing him out? Well, he had to say something pretty bad. He must have said something pretty awful. I think we're all stunned that it was A.J. Pierzynski. Totally stunned. <laughs> and Joe West, right? I mean, yeah. two guys yeah. that if it's this is going to be how that goes, it's going to be those two guys. Yeah. You know, Joe West actually... He's starting to bother me because the biggest compliment you can give an umpire or referee is that they were invisible that night. He, I swear he thinks he's part of the show. He he makes it a scene half the time that it doesn't need to be. Like the other night, he didn't need to walk over to the bench and do that. He could have you know, just done it the normal way. I man. it was classic that he did it. it was like, he made himself part of the game. He made himself, well, he is part of the game, but he made himself a bigger part of the story. Again, Joe West, shocker. Tim Tebow got a workout this week with the Eagles. You guys down with that? You want to see Tim Tebow back in the league? I do, actually. And I know everyone's going to be like, oh, gosh, the Christian people want to see Tebow in the league. Well, yeah, we do. Yeah, but he, okay, yes, he had some epically awful games, but he still won the football games. I would like, I, I would just like to see him, if he can actually do it and not get his seat stolen by Peyton Manning or something. I'd like to see him get one more shot. I don't yeah. think he's ever really gotten that fair shot since the last time he played with the Jets. He hasn't gotten a shot. No. Just give him one more chance. That's that's what I want to see, a fair shot, an opportunity. The thing that I don't, don't get, why the Eagles would call him at this point, he last played in 2012. He worked out for the Patriots and got released in August 2013. That's a lot of time off. That's like Alex Rodriguez territory. That's a lot of time off. Yeah, I'll be the one to say I don't want to see him back in the league. For one thing, I think he's he's very good at his announcer job, but I also we're finally getting to the point where we're not getting Tebow watch on TV all the time. He's not a headline on ESPN it's anymore. It's back, baby. <laughs> I know. We were finally getting to the point where we were done with it, and we had moved on, and now it's back. I, I'm I'm done with Tebow time. I'm over it. I think I'd be okay because I don't think he's going to be able to do it. I really don't. That's I'd love to see it happen, but I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think he has the skills that translate into the NFL game unless he's willing to make some changes about his game, which so far he hasn't seemed to be. But that said, 
I don't think he's been given a fair shake, so I'd like to see him just get that one more opportunity. You know, all these teams have been throwing money at running backs. You should consider a position change. I mean, we've been talking about that for years, but this would be a good time for it. Coming up later in the program, we're going to talk about the Jim Beheim situation at Syracuse. We're going to talk a little about Kurt Busch and his NASCAR. He missed three games, or excuse me, three races this season before coming back from his suspension. I'm going to share my testimony coming up later on. You're listening to Benson and Those Guys. We got cowboy boots and camel pants. Yeah, we're just like Title sponsor of Benson and those guys is Town & Country Pest Solutions. If you have a pest problem, they are who you need to call. I know it's still cold and snowy outside, but those warm days are right around the corner and those pesky critters are going to start coming out. Town & Country Pest Solutions has been in business for over 25 years and have a team of knowledgeable professionals that guarantee their work. Call Town & Country today at 585-426-5024. That's 585-426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town & Country Pest Solutions. They fear nothing but God. With all the snow and ice this year, a lot of people are having problems with water leaking into their homes. They're finding water in their kitchens, damaged drywall, and ruined floors. If you have this problem, call Tim Ford with Imperial Remodeling at 490-4027. They will remove the snow and ice from your roof and gutters to prevent further leaking. And they can take care of any damage the water may have already caused. If you are one of the fortunate few to have escaped the ice problems, but are considering some home improvement projects like perhaps remodeling your kitchen or turning that unused area into a man cave, call Tim at 490-4027. He will come out personally to talk to you about your project. That's Tim Ford with Imperial Remodeling, 490-4027. That's 490-4027. G&T Youth Baseball is registering for its 2015 season. G&T has divisions to accommodate boys and girls ranging from ages 5 to 15 years. Games are played Saturday mornings beginning May 2nd and continuing through June 27th. Some age groups will have a weeknight practice time as well. All games are played at the beautiful G&T Sports Park in Hilton. The baseball programs offered through G&T Athletics teach baseball in a fun, family-centered environment that is sure to provide your family with many fond memories. For more information or to register, visit gntathletics.info. That's gntathletics.info. Hey, you know what else GNT has? Men's softball, and registration is open for that now, too. All the games are played on Monday nights. They're all at the GNT Sports Park in Hilton. Season's scheduled to begin May 4th, conclude August 3rd. There'll be two practice nights, April 20th and 27th, so long as the weather holds out so you can get out there, run around a little bit. Registration is only $60 if you act now, but you got to act now because the discount rate is scheduled to end March 14th. After that, the price is going to jump. Registration ends completely April 12th or when the program is full. If you have a group of guys you want to play with, the registration form allows for that. Put all their names down. G&T will try their best to keep you guys together. Now, they will stop short of guaranteeing that because they want to keep a competitive balance in the league, but they're going to do their best. If you're just that lone wolf or maybe you and a buddy want to play, GNT will find a team for you. They'll get you on. There's a bunch of guys like that. Go to gntathletics.info. That's gntathletics.info and find yourself over to their softball page. GNT Softball. Registration open now. Welcome back to Benson and Those Guys, brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. As we went to break, I made the mistake a week or so ago of telling Zach how much, I, you know, I do like country music. I like all forms of music, mostly. 
Um, but I do like country, except when they get so twangy that it's, that it's fake. And the artist that you decided to play right as we're going to break, because I mentioned I didn't like it because it seems so fake, that accent, that, that twang. So you decide you had to play it. Of course. <laughs> the only country music that you've played on this program since we've been on the air, and you pick the one song I don't like, and then you come back with whatever that just was. I actually kind of liked that. That was Skillet back when Skillet was good. Oh, boy. I would have thought country music would have been good going into our next segment. I, the Kurt Bush situation. And the question I want to bring up with that, if you're not familiar, we was, uh, he was accused of domestic violence. A very serious issue, no doubt. Was immediately suspended by NASCAR. He missed three races. Then he was, the charges were dropped and he's reinstated at NASCAR. I guess my question is, now he's behind the eight ball some. He's 157 points behind. And it, that's a big deal in the point standings. Um, if you're going, if you're going to accuse somebody of something, what is to prevent somebody from strategically timing their accusation so that you miss a important part of the season? I guess I have a problem with it. Now, this, this Kurt Bush, I have no idea. Let me just say that. I obviously, I have no idea. I'm just a Yahoo, you know, up in Rochester, New York. I have no idea about this guy. But the man can't buy or possess firearms or ammunition for the next year as a result of this uh, order of that that the ex-girlfriend or wife, I'm not sure what it was, restraining order that she got. He can't get a firearm, which has got to be in NASCAR. I mean, doesn't it just, don't you all, <laughs> don't they all have that? They just, they drive with shotguns in their car, right? Right. That's what yeah. I thought. Well, I mean, he's got to go back. He's got to be evaluated for mental health problems related to anger control and impulse. Um, I'm not sure what the answer is, but I think I have a problem with the way it is. Immediately, you're jumping to suspend somebody. Now, in the public service field or, you know, the corporate world, you you suspend somebody, you pay them, you let the thing, but it doesn't. It's not going to have a whole lot of effect on other, well, I guess that's not true. It'll have effect on other people. But I want to ask you guys, I think it's wrong. I think in a country where you're innocent until proven guilty, now, again, I want to be sensitive to the situation. If you are charged um, and you are found guilty, then you're suspended. But I, I'm, I guess what I'm getting at is how do you get around that? How do you get, you're heading for the playoffs, you're a quarterback, and I make a false accusation, and you are immediately suspended until the situation is found out, but you miss all these games. All right. I appreciate you guys having an insight on this. I'm, I'm trying to, to, to carefully choose my words here because it is a sensitive thing. And I'm not saying he did or didn't do it. and I don't know anything about the situation in his home, but suspending the guy right away, I didn't agree with that because... Like you said, in, in this country, you're innocent until proven guilty. And then the charges end up being dropped. So now the suspension looks even worse, in my opinion. I think we're in a culture right now that's very, very, I want to say oversensitive because like Darren said, it's very serious, very sensitive to this issue. We saw what the NFL went through this past season with Ray Rice and case after case of domestic violence and even other sports now, they're cracking down instantly on even just allegations. And I think maybe... 
I don't know what their conduct policy is, but maybe NASCAR jumped the gun a little bit and said, look, this is such a big deal in the headlines right now, and we got to be on top of it. And now they're looking a little bit foolish for it. And and we're just fans. We have, we're, you know, we're not part of the media. We have no... Uh, we have no inside information. We're just fans sitting around talking, just like anybody who's listening to us. Uh, but at that disadvantage, I mean, I don't know. Maybe NASCAR had additional information. You think of the NFL, they had information, mm-hmm. although uh, Roger Goodell may say he never <laughs> saw it. Yeah. But they had sure. information, and they had pretty credible uh, reason to say, okay, you're suspended. Uh I don't know if NASCAR had that or not, but when the charges are dropped and you're free to go now, well, I'm free to go, but I'm 157 points behind, and I'm really, I'm, I'm going to be hard pressed to catch up. What What would scare me now? Ray Rice's situation was different because there was video of it, but in most domestic violence violence cases, there is no video. So, like you said a little bit ago, how how do we know it's not? strategic i'm not saying it was but i mean this could with with how sensitive this issue is and how quickly league leagues suspend people someone could do this strategically and you're suspended when you didn't do a thing see now the reverse of this jimbo fisher in florida state took a little bit of heat for not suspending Jameis winston and to lose lose exactly right i don't know where you come out on this um, but I think we need it, some sort of system that says, all right, how are we going to handle these situations? There is no system. That's what I think makes you know, the way God does things in the Old Testament. Even if somebody killed somebody accidentally, you had the cities of refuge where people could go um, where they were protected for a time being. Right now, suspending somebody, Darren, at your job or you guys at your job, if you get suspended, you're like, Woohoo! You know, you're, you're on the couch, you're getting yeah. paid, you're like, this is cool, I hope I don't get charged, but I know I'm innocent, so I'm sitting on the couch uh, watching the NCAA first round without getting a vasectomy. So, <laughs> you know, you guys are in a pretty good spot, but in, in the sports world where you got uh, maybe a team depending on you, or in NASCAR where you're the driver and it's more individualized, I think it's an issue. I think you can't do that. I don't think you can just suspend somebody. I like kind of the way it was handled in another situation. We say, listen, when he is charged, we will act appropriately. Until then, we're going to leave it in the hands of the justice system to figure out. I, I think that there's what we do know of the story is that it's weird. I mean, this was, uh, you know, that we, we got all those details that came out and nothing really happened. And then, you know, he, he was, had those charges put against him. So I think with NASCAR, it was certainly reactionary and assumptions were made. And unfortunately, in the world that we live in, nine times out of 10, those assumptions are going to be correct. In this case, it turns out that it might not have been correct, which, which is, unfortunate but i think definitely as zach was saying that it it was nascar not wanting to turn into the nfl i think there is a large portion of that and we need to you know i i I kind of feel as though you know assuming that nascar had some more information that was not available to the general public um well i think you're right you make a good but the whole thing is weird you know he said she said we all that that usually accompanies these types of things she's a trained assassin yeah that was the best part (laughs) Uh, but the, the, his appeal to reopen the protective order was denied by a judge. I mean, why, if he's innocent, why are you, the whole thing is weird. Darren, you were going to say something? Well, like, like Shane said, a majority of the time. Well, you're just going to say what he said? No, it, it, it is, 
it is stuff comes out that and it's true and, and, and you know and punishments need to happen but every now and again it's not true like in the Kobe Bryant case a few years ago that came out where the girl wasn't really credible all this stuff so people can just accuse you and that's what I keep coming back to is that is what's scary to me if my wife comes out and accuses me of something I didn't do but there's no proof either way it's a he said she said I'm gonna lose because I'm the man did you I'm, see that movie he said she said I have not. Kevin Bacon, Elizabeth Perkins. No. Nope. Sounds like an old movie. You're old. Well, it's a little (laughs) older probably than you guys for sure, but very entertaining, very amusing, and anything with Elizabeth Perkins in it is just terrific. Was there a trained assassin? Uh, No. (laughs) Nope. Don't want to see it. We have Elijah joining us on the line right now. He is a huge NASCAR fan, wants to weigh in on the Kurt Busch situation. Elijah, missing three races is significant. Is it not fair or unfair? That's going to affect him in the point standings. Yeah, definitely for him. I mean, these three races, I mean, you got Daytona 500, the biggest race of the year right there, a million-dollar race, a chance for anyone to really win that. And you got Phoenix, uh, Phoenix uh, Atlanta came up, and Las Vegas is hometown. You didn't get to race there. Um, so those are three big races for him and three tracks he's, he's does, he does pretty well at. So that's three shots for him that he doesn't get to get to have now at a chance at winning because you win in this in this series, you're in the chase, and that's that's big for, for any driver in NASCAR. As you alluded to, you got to win a race somewhere along the line in order to qualify for the cup chase at the end of the season. If you don't win a race, then you got to get in by points. Let's just go worst-case scenario, and he doesn't win a race this season. Will he be able to make up the points in the standings having missed those three races? It's kind of, it's kind of tough in his position. Um, if he wins, like I said, he, he's in, definitely. But the points battle... How it worked last year was, I'd say about, I think, 12 drivers, 12 different drivers got win, and the last four were in on, on points. So three or four spots will be given on points. So he's back, let's say, if the driver averages over these past three races, you say about 100, and, 100 points, I'd say, for these for three races. That's the 100 points Kurt's going to make up is right now he's only got one race under his belt, that's Phoenix, which he finished fifth. He got, got a top five there, which is incredibly impressive to me after he can go through all this and just get back from the car, hop the leaderboard in practice, got out there, qualified well, and then ran well race. Almost almost uh, got the win uh, over Kevin Harvick, but he does have a chance to make it on points. He's just with the, the season he had last year, though, if that's any you know indicator for how he's going to run this year, I don't think he's going to be able to make it on points. How about with sponsors? What do you think there, Elijah? He's going to take a hit, wouldn't he? I would think knowing advertisers can be so fickle that they're going to want to distance themselves from him because of this controversy. Yeah, the thing is, when when the announcement was made that he was indefinitely suspended from NASCAR, um, when it came out, immediately there goes his, his uh, merchandise hauler right out of the track, right at Daytona. Um, Chevy, his um, manufacturer sponsor, they disowned him, and they cut ties with him. And I understand because domestic abuse is, is very serious. Um, for Chevrolet's, Chevrolet's image, they would have not cut ties. It just looks like they support what he does. There's one sponsor, Panics, one of his lesser-known sponsors, that stuck with him the whole time and, and didn't. And I commend them for that because, personally, I didn't believe Kurt didn't do it. And when the word came out in court that he was not found guilty, and I, I commend them for doing that and sticking with him. But Chevrolet or, you know, or Haas Automation or uh, one of his main sponsors, Monster Energy, they got they got to cut ties with them because that's their big brands. If he does something like this, then they just have to, you know, cut ties with them at that point. Mm. Elijah and I go to the same church, and the other day when we were talking, he said to me that he would love to come on our program and share his opinion as well as some perspective. 
being a huge NASCAR fan. So he joins us on the line. Elijah, as long as you're here, would you like to share with us how you how you first found out about Jesus Christ and came to know him as your Savior? Yeah. Um, I always grew up in a, in a Christian home, and my, my parents been in the church before I was born. Um, I was always raised that way. And about seven years old, by my mom's bedside, and she asked me if I wanted to uh, accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And I mean, I said I said yes because I definitely believed it, and I still do to this day. And after accepting it, I mean, you know, you got that different feeling in your heart, and you just got that joy. And it's it's an experience that you can't describe, and you only gotta feel it in order to uh, to know what it's like. From then, trials and tribulations have come the past couple of months and up past couple of years, but I, I feel like I found my my faith and my walk with Christ even more um, this past year. Some tough times have definitely come my way, but I definitely look towards God and look towards the cross, and, you know, you know, I, I'm just glad that I have a God who loves me, and like I said, I love the Maker, and the Maker loves me. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> you know, you have had to deal with some stuff in your young life. Your family had a cancer scare with your dad, and that led to some job issues for him. Are you comfortable sharing with us how important it was to have Christ sustain you through those times, you and your family? Well, I think when I look back at it now, I mean, it was in 2011, I was a sophomore in high school when uh, my dad was diagnosed with uh, lymphoma type B um, for cancer. And it was just, it was sort of a shock, but, you know, it never really felt like the whole time, no matter he was in the hospital for a couple of weeks or, you know, you know, losing his hair because of chemotherapy or, or anything like that, just losing your muscle, and you hate to see that happen, especially to your own father, but at the same time, I never felt like, oh, this is it, I'm going to lose my dad, or wow, this is just, this where it all crumbles down, there's no one here. The whole time, I just felt like, you know, nothing was going wrong, and there was so much prayer and so much support from the church. I, I remember Pastor Grace at First Bible Baptist just getting up on stage and talking about my dad, and I mean, I wasn't there at the service that morning, but I was watching from online, and you know, it was just so uplifting to see that stuff, and, you know, I'm not an emotional guy um, much of the time, but, I mean, I never even, you know, shed a tear during the whole thing with my dad, and, I mean, I mean, of course, I did when he, when he found out the cancer was gone, but the whole time, it was just like, it was sort of like, you know, God was, like, you know, holding the whole family up financially and emotionally, and, like, we didn't have to, I, I just didn't feel any worry about it. Like, I mean, I care about my dad, and I love him more than anything, but... At the same time, it was like I just knew God had so much more in store for him and us in our lives. And I just, I mean, I thank him that he's still here today. And, and I know when, when the time comes for, for him or I, I mean, I know that we both have the faith in Jesus Christ and that once, one day soon we'll see each other again if, you know, if anything does happen. But, I mean, it's inevitable that, that death will happen one day. But just knowing that you're going to be able to see him again makes it, makes it a lot better there. From what I know about you, you are fairly open and honest about your faith. Is that something that ever caused problems for you in school? Yeah, in school, I sort of um, found that out last year, senior year of high school. I, I suppose, I, I mean, I said some remarks that weren't really Christian-like, um, and I got some backlash from a couple of people, and, you know. Who knew you were Christian? And, uh, they just, yeah, they, I, I mean, I... I said some remarks that weren't really Christian-like, and they, I got some some backlash from some people saying, like, oh, it's good to Christian, oh, it's, he's, you know, two-faced about his faith, or stuff like that. Like, it was sort of like, I had the Christian mask on, and I, I sort of wanted to be known as that, but at the same time, 
I had like, you know, you want to fit in with your friends and you want to, you know, be like the cool kids, I guess you could call it, for lack of a better term there. But yeah, I definitely struggled with faith in school. And I sort of realized that even faith and, and like even NASCAR, I've made fun before, even it's funny for everything I like basically. But I just realized that I sort of realized God will give you something like either faith or a passion for something that's uncommon. And you know, it's hard that people make fun of you for years and years. And these are the kids I saw from middle school to high school. That was seven years of my life I did deal with some of this stuff. But when they keep make fun, they keep making fun of you for it, you realize like, like you don't have to care anymore. Like I, you get used to it and you realize that your passion for it just ends up growing even more because you, you hear all this like, hey, from here, and it's like, you know, I don't even care. I'm just going to be myself and do what I want to do. And then you learn to, focus your eyes on God or whatever that passion is and you sort of realize like it's you you are who you are and you shouldn't let someone else define you or, or change that for you and I sort of did that with, with with God there and I just said you know what I mean I'm not going to see these kids after high school but what's the point in trying to please them now so I'd rather please the God that I'm going to see the rest of my life you know so the rumor is that once you become a Christian everything is great from then on that's not true is it yeah no, not not true at all. I mean, everyone thinks that, wow, this guy's a Christian, everything must be fine, everything's going well. And I think my friend Connor said, you know, um, like the worst days with God are better than the best days without Him. And there are going to be some really bad days, no matter who you are, it's just part of life. And it, it reminds you that we all need a God and we all need someone greater. And it's some it's a thirst that this world will never be able to satisfy for you, and there's always something, something out there that's there's something out there that's holding on to you, and something that's greater, and that's that's God right there. And it it won't be easy by any means, but it'll definitely be worth it. And that's why I look forward to the one day in heaven when I can just lay down all my troubles and everything, and be face to face with Jesus there, and underneath the guy who who made you and cares about you. Well said, buddy. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Uh, anytime you want to talk about NASCAR or faith or anything, I'll definitely be here. You are go- you're going to be our go-to guy for NASCAR. <laughs> I appreciate that. I've always wanted to be that. Thanks for talking with us. I'll see you in church. All right. Sounds good. See you later. Bye. Yeah, bye. You're listening to Benson and those guys. We'll be back right after this. GT Youth Baseball is registering for its 2015 season. GT has divisions to accommodate boys and girls ranging from ages 5 to 15 years. Games are played Saturday mornings beginning May 2nd and continuing through June 27th. Some age groups will have a weeknight practice time as well. All games are played at the beautiful GT Sports Park in Hilton. The baseball programs offered through GT Athletics teach baseball in a fun, family centered environment that is sure to provide your family with many fond memories. For more information or to register, visit gntathletics.info. That's GT athletics.info. Hey, you know what else GT has? Men's softball. And registration is open for that now, too. All the games are played on Monday nights. They're all at the GT Sports Park in Hilton. Season's scheduled to begin May 4th, conclude August 3rd. There'll be two practice nights, April 20th and 27th, so long as the weather holds out so you can get out there, run around a little bit. Registration is only $60 if you act now, but you got to act now because the discount rate is scheduled to end March 14th. After that, the price is going to jump. Registration ends completely April 12th or when the program is full. If you have a group of guys you want to play with, 
The registration form allows for that. Put all their names down. G&T will try their best to keep you guys together. Now, they will stop short of guaranteeing that because they want to keep a competitive balance in the league, but they're going to do their best. If you're just that lone wolf or maybe you and a buddy want to play, G&T will find a team for you. They'll get you on. There's a bunch of guys like that. Go to gntathletics.info. That's gntathletics.info and find yourself over to their softball page. G&T Softball. Registration open now. Title sponsor of Benson and those guys is Town & Country Pest Solutions. If you have a pest problem, they are who you need to call. I know it's still cold and snowy outside, but those warm days are right around the corner and those pesky critters are going to start coming out. Town & Country Pest Solutions has been in business for over 25 years and have a team of knowledgeable professionals that guarantee their work. Call Town & Country today at 585-426-5024. That's 585-426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town & Country Pest Solutions. They fear nothing but God. Getting the funk out. I'm Benson and those guys. That's some funky music. Is that old-time uh, Jackson 5? Yes, it is. Yeah, see? All right. Benson and Those Guys is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. You can visit our website, btgprogram.com. Find us on Twitter, at btgprogram. A couple of weeks ago, I told you about the churro dog out in Arizona. The Diamondbacks have that uh, churro dog around all kind of, about 1,800 calories. I don't know, some crazy nonsense. And then last week, I told you about... In Delaware, they got the Krispy Kreme hot dog, b- bacon and raspberry jam on a Krispy Kreme glazed donut bun. Well, the Texas Rangers have something called a fried smorio, which is described as simply combining an old campfire favorite with a household cookie and adding a deep fryer. You got me. And then they got a bunch of bacon products. The bacon lollipop, which sells for $8.50. The bacon cotton candy, which is $7.50. And, of course, there's the adult option bacon beer at $12. $4.50, so it'll get you the bacon sunflower seeds. Well, I'm in on those. Bacon cotton candy. Does not sound good. Can you get the bacon lollipop without the lollipop? Does that make it any cheaper? <laughs> I bet our guy, Shannon, Bushy Beard Shannon, would eat that. The lollipop? Anything bacon, he's going to go down. Well, those sunflower seeds, I love seeds. That sounds pretty awesome. I said last week, you could put bacon on a stick of gum. It would be great. Bacon is just one of those things. It's like it's like this program. Anything bacon touches is great. Jim Beheim, harshly, or do you think overly harshly? What do you, what do you make it? He said he's going to retire in three years, and that's been coming. Do you think that... Gets accelerated as a result of this. His timing was interesting for that press conference, didn't you think? That was my thought as well. Like the morning that the NCAA tournament was going to start, he kind of, I mean, it was a long press conference too. He was taking shots. Do you think, does this affect his, I mean, is the shine off a little bit on Bayheim? Is the star blemished? Is I just keep thinking one of those wins that they vacated, which I think is just stupid, one of those wins they vacated, they're just going to restore them at some point like they did with Paterno. Yeah, I think that's probably true. That's the one thing in the, when they hand out these violations or the penalties. I never like vacated victories. I don't 
what am I supposed to forget it? I'm supposed <laughs> to put it out of my memory. Yeah. I understand he jumped back down from number two on the all-time list now to I don't know where it was. But I don't forget that they won those games. I mean, mm-hmm. that's not going anywhere. But do you think, is he a cheater? A couple of people have said, well, Beheim's a cheater, and, and it, his reputation is now tarnished. I don't know if he personally is a cheater, but I think it's his job as a coach to sort of know what's going on in all areas in that program. And some of the stuff, I read briefly through the report of the stuff that they got in trouble for a few weeks ago, and some of it's pretty serious stuff. You have academic advisors who are emailing papers to the students and the students are turning them in. And I think absolutely the suspensions that he he got and they got were deserved. You know, and I agree to a point. You say that he is, he's got to be aware of everything that's going on. I, I don't know that he can be. Um, is he ultimately responsible for it? I think so. You think in your workplace, do you have people that are under you? You're not aware of everything they do. You might be responsible for it. You know, the buck stops here. You're going to, you're going to be hurt. You're going to hear about it if they're in the wrong. But my understanding, and again, just being, you know, we're fans, just like the people listening to us. My understanding though is Bayheim is a little different. Um, he's one of those coaches that really delegates well as it's a, a good manager he doesn't micromanage people he lets people do i'm not sure that he is dick vital was adamant that Bayheim is not a cheater that this was not on him that his people may have done something and jim's responsible but that jim himself is not is not a cheater where do you guys come on i mean do you is he responsible for everybody in his program can you be I don't think you can be responsible for everybody. I, I, I understand Zach's point, and you need to try and know what's going on. But when you're the top dog like that, it's impossible to know what everybody is doing because then you wouldn't be able to get your job done. And there's an element of trust, too, that as as a leader, you have to trust the people that are underneath you. So to know everything that's going on, there's going to be things that happen that you're not aware of. So I, you know, I think to, to answer that, no, I don't think that you can know everything, nor is that good leadership when you try to micromanage every single detail like and that. And I agree. And here's where I think that he is right in saying this is overly harsh. Um, over the years, and, and just because you've done some good things doesn't necessarily, you know, make up for doing something wrong. But if, if he's one of those guys that, doesn't micromanage, and he lets his people coach, he lets his people run that aspect of the program, and he's not uh, lording over them, he might still be responsible. But you got to say, listen, this guy has done a lot of good things. He has been the face of that university. He has done a lot, raised a ton of money for cancer. He's done a lot of good things. He doesn't have a lot of spots on his reputation. I'm not saying give a slap on the wrist, but I'm saying – this is pretty harsh. He's suspended for nine games. They took away 12 scholarship, uh, 108 wins vacated, which I'm, I'm with Darren on that, which kind of scares me a little bit, but I think that's a dumb thing. The, but losing those scholarships, I think that's fairly significant. Getting somebody to come to Syracuse for any reason at all <laughs> has got to be hard enough. Seriously. I mean, why would you, if somebody's offering you a scholarship to Miami, or somebody's offering you a scholarship to Syracuse, why would you pick Syracuse? Bayheim. 
I, I get it, but listen to weather. You're a college kid. Uh, I would. It would be hard to pass up Miami. Right. So if you're going to play football, you're going to play basketball. I get Bayheim makes a big difference, but you know Syracuse is almost going to be your second pick no matter what. Why would you go there? So now you take away 12 scholarships. Yeah, the scholarships are big. It's not a complete death blow, though, because didn't Louisville win the national championship while still on probation? I'm pretty sure that happened. So it's not the end of the world, but it is significant. And Well, I'm, again, the probation period, that doesn't bother me. The lost scholarships bothers me. The vacated wins, but I think eventually that comes back. Yeah. You know, that's part of the settlement. Oh, yeah, you can have the wins back. What I don't understand is... Where, where does the, I swear the NCAA just makes up as they go along the punishments that they're going to dole out. Because sometimes they're significantly more harsh, other times they're not. The football program had some similar problems as the basketball program at Syracuse, and they weren't punished nearly as hardly. And Beheim actually touched on that in his, in his conference. So, well, part of this, they vacated 11 football victories from 2004, 2006, which That's is like, a little surprising to like me. 20 years worth of wins for them. Yeah, I didn't realize they won that many games <laughs> in that time. <laughs> You're listening to Benson and those guys. We're brought to you by Town and Country Pest Solutions. You can visit them online, townandcountrysolutions.com. Title sponsor of Benson and those guys is Town & Country Pest Solutions. If you have a pest problem, they are who you need to call. I know it's still cold and snowy outside, but those warm days are right around the corner and those pesky critters are going to start coming out. Town & Country Pest Solutions has been in business for over 25 years and have a team of knowledgeable professionals that guarantee their work. Call Town & Country today at 585-426-5024. That's 585-426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town & Country Pest Solutions. They fear nothing but God. McAfee's Remodeling is a full-service remodeling company, locally owned and operated for nearly two decades. McAfee's team of professionals can help remodel or replace your windows, and for exterior and interior remodels, no one beats their personal and professional service. Call McAfee's Remodeling at 585-402-1070. That's 585-402-1070. Or visit them online at McAfeeRemodeling.com. G&T Youth Baseball is registering for its 2015 season. G&T has divisions to accommodate boys and girls ranging from ages 5 to 15 years. Games are played Saturday mornings beginning May 2nd and continuing through June 27th. Some age groups will have a weeknight practice time as well. All games are played at the beautiful G&T Sports Park in Hilton. The baseball programs offered through G&T Athletics teach baseball in a fun, family-centered environment that is sure to provide your family with many fond memories. For more information or to register, visit gntathletics.info. That's G-N-T athletics.info. Hey, you know what else GNT has? Men's softball. And registration is open for that now, too. All the games are played on Monday nights. They're all at the GNT Sports Park in Hilton. Season's scheduled to begin May 4th, conclude August 3rd. There'll be two practice nights, April 20th and 27th, so long as the weather holds out so you can get out there, run around a little bit. Registration is only $60 if you act now, but you got to act now because the discount rate is scheduled to end March 14th. After that, the price is going to jump. Registration ends completely April 12th or when the program is full. If you have a group of guys you want to play with, the registration form allows for that. Put all their names down. G&T will try their best to keep you guys together. 
Now, they will stop short of guaranteeing that because they want to keep a competitive balance in the league, but they're going to do their best. If you're just that lone wolf or maybe you and a buddy want to play, GNT will find a team for you. He'll get you on. There's a bunch of guys like that. Go to gntathletics.info. That's gntathletics.info and find yourself over to their softball page. GNT Softball. Registration open now. Welcome back to Benson and those guys at BTG Program if you want to follow us on Twitter. Our show is brought to you courtesy of the good people at Town & Country Pest Solutions. You can find them online, townandcountrysolutions.com. Over the last few weeks, each of those guys has shared with you their testimony on how they came to know Jesus Christ as their Savior. And this week, I'm going to share with you my story. As a young man growing up in the Rondout Valley area of New York State, if you don't know where that is, it's down in the Catskill Mountain region, My good friend who lived across the street invited me to go to church with he and his family, and to my recollection, I'm sure I have, but I don't recall ever having gone to church before. So I went, and I heard some things there that impacted my life. I was only a young man of, I don't know, maybe 10, 11, 12, probably closer to 12, I think. I'm not sure exactly when. But I understood that my sins were going to send me to hell. Because of my sin, the Bible says the wages of sin is death, and I understood that clearly. They also told me of the sacrifice that Jesus had made in the cross, that God loved me enough to send his son to die for me in my place as a sacrifice, that all I needed to do was seek forgiveness of my sins, and I was sorry. I was sorry that Jesus had to die because of me, and I was sorry and I was afraid, really, of going to hell. I didn't want to go there. They told me that by confessing my sins and asking for forgiveness and believing that Christ had died on the cross, I could go to heaven, and I definitely wanted that. Now, I believe it was at that time that I was saved from my sins. I loved learning about the Word of God. I loved I loved just memorizing Bible verses and going to church and being part of that whole scene. But as I got closer to 20, things of the world became attractive to me, and I followed sin. I wanted to please myself more than I wanted to please God, and I fell away from God. This was a very short season of my life, maybe only three or four years, but in that time, I thought very little about God. So it was perhaps when I, when I came to a realization that I was living in sin, that I had a problem and I needed to get right, that maybe it was then that I got saved. Maybe I was saved as in my young 20s. The reason I don't think that is because I knew what I was doing was wrong. I knew in that season that I was away from God that I was living a sinful life. I had a Holy Spirit, God himself, living inside me from the time I got saved as a young man of 10, 11, 12 that was convicting me of my sin and making me feel guilty of it. So once again, I asked God to show me mercy and forgive me of my sins. And though I can't pinpoint the exact date of my salvation, although, again, I tend to think it was my early teens because of the conviction I felt of my sins, I know I'm saved. I know I'm on my way to heaven. Because 1 John 5.13 tells me, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life. I am certainly not perfect. I'm a sinner like everybody else, and I I have done some dumb stuff, even after being saved. Even after, in my young 20s, turning back to God, I still, I mess up. I've pulled some real doozies. Romans chapter 12 says that we should be living sacrifices, holy, acceptable unto God, which is nothing more than our reasonable service. And yet so often I chase after the flesh. But God forgives if we seek forgiveness, if we call on him. 
First John 1 8 says, If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. But verse 9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I know those times I really messed up. I know those times when I'm most weak. They coincide with those times that I'm not in regular fellowship. I'm not reading my Bible. I'm not praying. And I really get away from God. Even knowing I was a sinner, even knowing all of us are sinners, God gave his son for us. Romans 5.8 says God shows his love for us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. God loved us so much that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, God in the form of a man who lived a perfect life. He knew no sin, no reason for him to die, yet he gave up his life willingly on the cross as a sacrifice for you and I, as a payment for you and I. God sees our sin paid for at the cross. Jesus Christ gave his life. He died. He was buried. But three days later, he defeated death and rose from the grave. The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ is why I have life today. Yeah, I still mess up. But let me leave you with this last verse. Man, this is this just describes me. This is the Apostle Paul in Philippians 3.13. He says, Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind me and reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. That passage has been special to me my entire life because I knew even at an early age there was nothing I could do about my past, but there was a lot I could do about my future by believing, placing my faith and trust in Christ, knowing that he had paid the price of my sins anyway and I needed to ask him for forgiveness. It all made crystal clear sense to me, and it was a free gift that I was eagerly willing to accept. Shifting gears a little bit in the good news department, Devon Still re-signed with the Cincinnati Bengals after finding out that his daughter is doing much better, in fact, cancer-free. He waited to see how his daughter, Leah, was doing before making his decision, and then he's re-signed. So good for him. That's been a wonderful story to follow and another story that we mentioned i don't know maybe two or three weeks ago we mentioned we thought perhaps pete rose was positioning himself to make another run to petition the the commissioner and he has put in a formal request to the new major league baseball commissioner rob manfred and the commissioner says he'll consider it he's going to consider it on his merits and want to make sure I understand all the details of the Dowd report and Commissioner Bart Giamatti's decision. And I want to hear from Pete as to what he has to say, and I'll make a decision once I've done that. As I said a couple weeks ago, I, for one, want to see him get in. Mm -hmm. I think I'm with him. I'm not saying he's a great guy. I I don't think he is. The little bit I know, I've met him. He's kind of, he's well, frankly, he's kind of a jerk. But... Based on merits, this guy is the all-time hits leader. He did not he did not bet on his team to lose. In fact, he betted on bet on them to win. Uh, kind of a vote of confidence, if anything. A, a bad decision, mm-hmm. granted. But all these guys that are doing steroids, all these guys performance enhancing drugs, that I have a problem with. That alters the, the, the statistics of the game. As I stutter through that word, but I, I think Pete Rose deserves to be reinstated and i hope he gets into the hall of fame i agree with you i i think i mean the hall of fame is a a much longer shot but in the immediate term reinstate him at least let him be eligible let 
let uh, I say let the committee that votes on uh, like deceased players from generations ago let that committee vote on whether he gets into the Hall of Fame. Let it be a jury of his peers. But I think reinstatement is the first step, and I hope that it happens. Like you said, he bet on his team. He's the all-time hits leader, meaning he is the greatest hitter of all time. But according to the stats, he needs to be back in baseball. I don't want to see it get to one of those situations where he dies and a year later they put him in. I I've, I think that's tragic, and that's happened more times than it should yeah. uh, in the various sports. You need to do that before before something goes wrong. Benson and those guys, you can follow us on Twitter at BTG Program. Find us on the web at B or no BTGprogram.com. There you go. I say it enough times, you think I would know it. You built anyway, the we'll be back, huh? You built the website. You yeah, don't tell people that. <laughs> Coming up after the break, we're gonna do Darren's unreasonable rant. We'll have our pest of the week. You're listening to Benson and those guys. GNT Youth Baseball is registering for its 2015 season. GNT has divisions to accommodate boys and girls ranging from ages 5 to 15 years. Games are played Saturday mornings beginning May 2nd and continuing through June 27th. Some age groups will have a weeknight practice time as well. All games are played at the beautiful GNT Sports Park in Hilton. The baseball programs offered through GNT Athletics teach baseball in a fun, family-centered environment that is sure to provide your family with many fond memories. For more information or to register, visit gntathletics.info. That's G-N-T athletics.info. Hey, you know what else GNT has? Men's softball. And registration is open for that now, too. All the games are played on Monday nights. They're all at the GNT Sports Park in Hilton. Season's scheduled to begin May 4th, conclude August 3rd. There'll be two practice nights, April 20th and 27th, so long as the weather holds out so you can get out there, run around a little bit. Registration is only $60 if you act now, but you got to act now because the discount rate is scheduled to end March 14th. After that, the price is going to jump. Registration ends completely April 12th or when the program is full. If you have a group of guys you want to play with, the registration form allows for that. Put all their names down. G&T will try their best to keep you guys together. Now, they will stop short of guaranteeing that because they want to keep a competitive balance in the league, but they're going to do their best. If you're just that lone wolf or maybe you and a buddy want to play, GNT will find a team for you. They'll get you on. There's a bunch of guys like that. Go to gntathletics.info. That's gntathletics.info and find yourself over to their softball page. GNT Softball. Registration open now. Title sponsor of Benson and those guys is Town & Country Pest Solutions. If you have a pest problem, they are who you need to call. I know it's still cold and snowy outside, but those warm days are right around the corner and those pesky critters are going to start coming out. Town & Country Pest Solutions has been in business for over 25 years and have a team of knowledgeable professionals that guarantee their work. Call Town & Country today at 585-426-5024. That's 585-426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town & Country Pest Solutions. They fear nothing but God. Welcome back to the show, Benson and those guys. This is a part of the program where everybody sort of cringes. They grab onto the <laughs> arms of the chair and they hold on for dear life because they don't know exactly what's coming. But here's Darren with his unreasonable rant. The NCAA tournament has started. The madness is upon us. The shining moments are piling up. Any team can win at any time. 
At the time of this recording, not one but two 14 seeds are advancing, which is why John Wooden winning 10 national championships amongst four undefeated seasons and appearing in the Final Four 12 times is ridiculously impressive. No one but Wooden does that. The men's basketball tournament is the best and craziest tournament in all of sports. Notice I said men's, not the women's. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Women's basketball is a joke. I'd rather watch soccer. I'd rather watch Geno Smith try to play quarterback. I would rather watch my two-year-old son try to color inside the lines. No one cares about the women's game except Geno Oriema. That's why UConn wins all the time. He's the only one paying attention. So ESPN, please, stop trying to convince me that he and Wooden are on the same coaching level. Oriema isn't even on the same level as Benson in his stellar coaching in the men's rec league. Those breakaway layups and perfect chess passes are a real treat, said no one ever, so stop trying to compare men's and women's sports. It's like comparing a dainty Volkswagen Beetle to a tank. They're not the same. The ladies are going to love you. Ladies, you're invited to send your emails to Darren directly, skip right by the three of us, and go, <laughs> go right to him. My pest of the week this week is the Independent Atlantic League. The Independent Atlantic League, in an attempt to experiment with speeding up the game of baseball, will be using three-ball walks oh. and two-strike foul outs in 2015. If the hitter fouls a pitch off with two strikes, he's out. What? That's not baseball. In an attempt to speed up the game, and I know baseball's got pitch clocks and stuff. Do you guys have a problem? Do you think baseball's too slow? Not this year. In the spring training's been much faster. The games have been played at a pretty good pace, I think. In the latest edition of ESPN, the magazine, there's a poll, and they ask baseball, uh, the baseball players, uh, so a poll among baseball players, are baseball games too slow? 60% said no. I don't think baseball is too slow. I mean, if you're a, you're enjoying a game out at the ballpark, you're at Frontier Field, the sun is shining, why do you care how long it takes? Now, I get it, in between innings, you want that to speed up, but baseball's mm -hmm. got a problem where you're selling all these commercials and yet you're trying to speed up the game. You can't have it both ways. My pest of the week is the Independent Atlantic League. Mine has to do with soccer, shockingly. Sevilla defender Fernando Navarro urinated on the bench during a game while a teammate held a jacket in front of him. He had to go. What does he think? He's a marathon runner? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's gross. It's weird. It was on TV. He's my pest of the week. My pest of the week is Demetrius Jackson. He's the point guard for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. He caught an inadvertent hand to the face in their opening game against Northeastern, and he went down in a heap. It honestly looked like someone shot him. In the replay, he was barely touched. The Saints soccer dude, stop acting man up. Pest of the week. My pest of the week is the Jacksonville Jaguars for picking up Bernard Pierce, the former running back of the Baltimore Ravens, who was arrested for a DUI, and Jacksonville Jaguars picked him up the same day he was arrested for that and the same day he was placed on waivers. If you're not going to pick up NFL players after they get arrested, no one's going to get picked up in free agency, I'm just saying. The the Baltimore Ravens, how many guys do they send to jail during the offseason? <laughs> Eight I mean, players in the last 13 months. Uh, Benson and those guys, thanks for joining us. You can follow us on Twitter, at BTG Program. Follow us on the website, btgprogram.com. For those guys, this is Benson. Have a great week.